According to a recent article in Business News Daily, the top three most stressful jobs in America are enlisted military personnel, firefighter, and airline pilot. The factors used to determine this list include things like physical demands, on-the-job hazards, environmental conditions, and the risk of personal injury. As firefighters and EMS professionals, we might be surprised that our profession is in the top three, but we certainly aren't surprised that we've made the list at all. As New Year's upon us, we typically take that as an opportunity to look at our current situation and make a plan for change if needed. Before we can effectively decide what changes need to be made, we need to take a real look at the things that aren't serving us, or worse, hurting us. In today's episode, I'll talk about self-care and coping mechanisms or coping skills, what they are, and what we can do to make sure we have systems in place to effectively help us make those positive strides we're hoping to make in 2022. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line as we like this spark within ourselves. It comes from way It's a new year, and here we are, 2022. Pretty crazy, right? Um, as you can probably hear, I've got a little bit of a cold, so I've uh, kind of pushed through and and uh, going to record this today. the The new schedule for 2022 is going to be biweekly, and I'd mentioned that in the previous several episodes. So every other week, a new episode will come out, and uh, those will be released on Mondays. So today being Monday, here we go. Now, if you've, if you've listened to the show for any certain amount of time, you, you know I've talked about my work schedule before, and I work a 4896 work schedule. This means that I'm on duty for 48 hours at a time, and I'm off for four days straight, or 96 hours. And honestly, it's the best schedule I've ever worked. I absolutely love it. But work is still work, and sometimes I get my ass handed to me with fires and EMS calls, but don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. I love my job. I love it. I'm merely bringing attention to the fact that this job takes a toll and that it doesn't always allow for proper night's sleep. Not only that, we see things while at work that some people go their whole lives without ever seeing. Again, I'm not complaining. I'm just bringing attention to it because it makes our profession one of the top three most stressful jobs there are. Oftentimes, we resort to things to help abate our symptoms. Things like gallons of coffee, copious amounts of energy drinks, fatty and sugar-filled snack food that makes those bunker pants feel a little bit more snug year by year. These are just some examples of negative coping mechanisms, negative coping skills. I don't know if I'd even call them skills. I think I'd call those coping mechanisms that we may recruit to help us through the gauntlet. But what happens when these coping mechanisms become a part of our everyday life? I see these habits played out all the time in front of me. And personally, I don't drink coffee or energy drinks. 
but I've been known to decimate a bag of powdered sugar donuts from time to time. Not perfect, guys. <laughs> and therein lies the motivation behind this episode. And honestly, this show altogether. I know what you're going through out there because I'm living it. And I've lived it for 16 years. There was a point where I was unhappy with my physical appearance and performance. And there was a time when I wasn't able to get the quality sleep that I needed. And it not only affected my physical health, but my personal relationships as well. I would become irritable and short-tempered. I mean, even more so than I already am. I'm a pretty short-tempered guy, and that's one of the things I struggle with. But it's kind of like when you get cranky, when you haven't eaten in a while, and your body and mind are starting to feel it. You tend to lose your patience, and then all of a sudden, when you get food in your body, you transform into your normal kind self. So it's the same with all of us, right? Once we get irritable, we lose our patience, and then we go off the chain. I've wanted to address the topic of self-care and coping skills because throughout my career, I've witnessed people struggle with climbing out of their rut. Oftentimes, they aren't even sure that they're in a rut, and they go about their lives day by day, becoming more and more complacent, resulting in an unhealthy physical and mental lifestyle. So before we dive deep into these two mechanisms, let's define them. So self-care. Self-care can be defined as any healthy, deliberate activity intended to nourish your mental, emotional, and or physical well-being. Self-care is something that we do on a regular basis to help maintain optimal health and wellness in all aspects of our life. Self-care routines are always important. But times of prolonged stress or disrupted access to our regular routines highlight the value of maintaining consistent self-care. You all know how this feels because I know you're thinking of a long shift you've had where you have just gotten beaten into the dirt. We all have ideas of how we want the shift to go. We make plans for training. We make plans to work out. We make plans to make and eat meals. And oftentimes those plans get interrupted. That's just the nature of the job. To me, this just showcases the reason for us to establish quality and consistent self-care practices while we're off duty. But we'll touch more on that a little bit later. Moving on to coping skills. Coping skills are considered the quick fixes that remedy a situation. They are the things we do to abate symptoms of stress but not really fix the true problem, not really fix the root of the problem. Think of the EMS patients we run on. During our patient interviews, we might ask them, do you have any medical conditions that we should know about? And they tell us no. And then when we ask them if they have, or if, if they take any medications, they tell us that they're on a pill for high blood pressure. And what do they tell us? Well, I don't have high blood pressure. I take a pill for that. I'm sure you're laughing along with me here because this is a perfect example of how we sometimes focus on abating the symptoms rather than addressing the root of the problem. You know, no, I don't have high cholesterol. I take a pill for that. Well, that doesn't mean you don't have high cholesterol, dude. Coping skills are the daily go-to skills or habits that help us relieve stress and improve our mood. I want to take a moment here to specifically point out how our coping skills aren't always the best. And I kind of mentioned them or differentiated them by calling them mechanisms, right? 
For example, rather than talk about our feelings or work things out mentally, oftentimes we resort to alcohol to make us not really think or care about the things that may be bothering us at all. Some of us have turned to harder, more destructive things like drugs. Sometimes our inability to mitigate our feelings manifests in us being physically violent with the ones that we love, ultimately creating more problems in our lives. My goal here is to take a real look at the things that are holding us back from being the people that we know we can be. Or maybe we don't even know we can improve. Maybe we're so stuck in that rut that we can't see a way out. With a new year comes new perspectives, new habits, and new results based on those habits. Once we make the active choice to implement a system of self-care, all that's left is to take action. And I make it sound a lot simpler than it is. But I understand it's hard. Taking action is the hard part. You can plan, plan, plan all day long. But taking that first step can be difficult. But that's why I'm here, right? To push you to do it. (laughs) The system we set up should be personalized to our specific needs and interests. Obviously, this isn't a one-size-fits-all situation. When you start to ruminate on formulating a system you can put into place, Think about the things that interest you and that you'll actually do. This helps remove or reduce the barrier between inaction and action. So for example, you don't want to tell yourself that learning to knit is going to be the thing to help you debrief if you don't know how to knit. All that does is tack the stress of learning that new skill onto the stressors that are already affecting you. Instead, look to the things that you already know how to do and that you already enjoy doing. But something like journaling doesn't take that much of an effort other than sitting down and doing it, right? So I use journaling as an example, but you already know how to write. So there's that. You don't have to learn that whole new skill just to take that step. The initial focus of your effort is going to be on just starting the routine, just getting started introducing it into your day. Over time, the addition of other self-care strategies can enhance your feelings of health and help maintain it. And just because you started something doesn't mean you have to stick with it per se. Maybe you thought you'd really enjoy journaling, but it turns out that it doesn't really speak to you or help you facilitate the mitigation and understanding of your feelings as much as daily guided meditation does. So switch it up. Harness the power of the thing that speaks to you as long as you take action in that thing. That's the key here. The goal here is to keep a balance between your systems for your focus categories like mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And you've heard me refer to those in in different terms or different titles. But honestly, across the board, they're all the same. You have four different categories, and they all should reflect those elements in some way. I mentioned journaling as a great way to facilitate self-care, and it's a tool that I personally use to walk through things when I need clarity and when I need to literally get the thoughts out of my head so they aren't clouding my mind. Let's talk a bit about some more examples of things that we can do that fit into each of these types of stress management systems. So let's talk about examples of self-care. Move your body, right? I'm an advocate for exercise. Uh, Science has proven that the more you exercise, the better you feel, the better you will look, 
the more capable, physically capable you would become to perform the duty or duties that this job demands. So move your body. If it's a 20 minute walk a day, fine, whatever, start there. If you go to the gym for an hour every day, awesome. That's great. You're getting your, your movement in. But the key here is move your body. Something else um, that we can do is establish and maintain healthy boundaries. Now, this can be tricky. We often want to say yes to anyone who asks us for help. It's in our nature, right? But one thing I'd encourage you to do is to start saying no when you're off duty. Not to everyone, but don't say yes at the expense of your personal well-being. It is okay to say no, guys. Steve Jobs and Warren Buffett were of the same mindset when they made these statements, respectively. It's only by saying no that you can concentrate on the things that are really important. And the difference between successful and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. Set boundaries to help yourself identify the parameters in which you'll operate and be willing to communicate those boundaries to others. Something else we're not doing, guys, and I know you know this, but I'm going to say it. We're not getting enough sleep. This is a no-brainer. If we don't get proper sleep, we can't function properly. Properly, right? Proper, proper, proper. Unloading a bunch of propers here. Um, But when so much rides on our ability to make good decisions in moments where others would crumble, we need to do right by our customers. We need to do right by our families. And we need to do right by ourselves and get the sleep that we need. So we're ready to perform. Something else we can do is uh, keep scheduled therapy or other appointments. And I'm not talking about like mental or emotional therapy from an actual therapist. But if that's the case, then so be it. There's no shame in that. And it sounds simple enough, but you'd be surprised at how many people don't get annual physicals or don't go to the dentist or have never even had a massage. (laughs) Set up an appointment for yourself and stick to it. One thing that I'd personally recommend you try, uh, I don't know if you have these in your area, wherever you're at, but float tank spas. These are spas that offer isolation chambers where you just float in a salt solution. So it's like you're in zero gravity and the magnesium and minerals that are in the salt water enrich your skin and muscles and it feels so amazing, you guys. So amazing. You ever wonder why you love the feel of the ocean so much? Well, it's partially because your body craves the natural minerals that are found there. You jump in the ocean and your body just soaks them right up. And then typically you sleep really well that night because all that magnesium is helping you relax. So if you're having trouble sleeping, go try a float tank spa one day or even soak in the bath with Epsom salt. You'll sleep fantastic later that night. I can almost guarantee that. Last things, kind of a kind of a um, personalized issue, but uh, take your prescribed medications. None of us are perfect. And to expect yourself to be is to set yourself up for failure. Maybe we need some help getting to where we need to be or where we want to be. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're prescribed something to help ease your ailments, then take your meds. Do yourself a favor, right? Help yourself stay on that track. Maybe you can work on getting off of your hypertension 
or high cholesterol or diabetic medication through diet and exercise. That would be fantastic. But for now, take the medication you're prescribed. From there, you can formulate an actionable plan to leave those meds in the dust. A commitment to regularly utilizing healthy coping skills is an important and integral part of self-care. I know I quote him a lot, but it's for a reason. James Clear, in his book, Atomic Habits, said, You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. This means that if we have no systems put in place, it's pretty much guaranteed that we won't be successful at all, right? We're, we're guaranteed to fail. We default to the skills that we practice regularly, those most accessible. This is why it's important to select practices and habits that we will actually do. When we're under stress, we're going to default to those systems we've put in place and those practices that we've been routinely doing. So if we're constantly drinking a 12-pack to dull our emotions rather than walk through them by journaling or guided meditation, then we're going to default to that destructive practice. Now is the time to set up systems for success. So let's talk about some healthy coping skills. I mentioned coping mechanisms. Now I see coping mechanisms as negative things, but coping skills are things that you're positively putting in place to effectively take action towards those things that you want to mitigate. So one of the things we can do is just take a moment. Think about when we show up on a fire scene. We take a moment and we give a size up, right? We take a moment, we look at the situation, we evaluate it, we formulate a, strat uh, a strategy for mitigating the problem, and then we take action. And, and it's like an ongoing process. It's like the OODA loop, right? You, you orient, you observe, I'm sorry, you observe, you orient, you decide, and then you act. And then you just kind of go through that loop over and over and over again. Um, same thing, like I said, when we're on the fire ground, we observe the situation, we orient ourselves within that situation, we decide on a course of action, and then we take action. And then from there, we determine, is this course of action working? Do we need to change things up? Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But the fact that we're constantly evaluating it is important. And if we can do it on the fire ground when lives are on the line, and when an emergency situation is kicking in, we should be able to do it in our personal lives. When we're faced with some kind of emotional challenge or whenever we feel something coming on that we might not feel like we can handle, take a moment, orient yourself or make your observations, orient yourself within the situation, decide on a course of action, and then act. Within that moment, uh, we can take a breath. And you might have heard me talk about this before as well box breathing. So it's a four second uh, breathe in, a four second hold it in, a four second breathe out, and a four second hold it out. And do that for four times. You'd be amazed how your heart rate calms, you'd be amazed how your mind clears, and how you can reset in the moment and reconfigure your strategy for moving forward. Another coping, healthy coping skill that we can uh, employ is to reach out to friends. Are you seeking connection? Do you need someone to talk to? Make a call, shoot a text. I know that if any of my friends reached out and said, hey man, you got time to talk? I would absolutely be there for them. And I know you would too. 
So don't be too proud to be the one who does reach out for help. Um, finally, last but not least, use positive distractions like uh, reading, cooking, video games, movies, etc. And these are some of my favorite, to be honest with you, although I can definitely get lost in these for hours, which can be detrimental to my productivity for the day. So be careful with these ones because you can get lost in a time warp, right? Or like a, what do they call it? Like a show hole or like, a, like when you're binging uh, Netflix shows or whatever. So just be careful that time doesn't get away from you. So maybe block some time out and be like, well, from, for this hour, I'm just going to watch shows. I'm just going to debrief, deprogram, and then watch some shows. Um, so keep in mind that our self-care is based on foundational systems that we put in place for the infinite game. We can utilize healthy coping mechanisms to deal with those stressors that come up on a daily basis. And not only that, if we've established healthy and effective systems for self-care, then we can meet just about any challenge that comes our way. Just remember, your habits and systems must be based on a strong semblance of purpose. Friedrich Nietzsche said, He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. Do the work to identify your why. Have you been subject to your emotions and it's taken a toll on your personal relationships? Have you let your fitness go where you can't meet organizational standards? Establish systems of self-care so that you can better mitigate the challenges that will absolutely come your way. If you're interested in jumping on a free Zoom call with me and want some help identifying systems that could work for you, then click the link in the show notes and join the Ignited Firefighter Podcast community on Facebook. I've got a Zoom scheduled for Monday, January 10th at 8 p.m. Arizona time. And during this one-hour block, we'll talk about what we can do to identify some self-care strategies and I'll personally help you identify some self-care strategies as well as healthy coping mechanisms or coping skills that you can integrate into your life. And I'm really looking forward to the quality engagement. We've had a couple of these meetings already, and they've been really amazing. Um, I'm really looking forward to connecting with you for those of you who listen to and support the show. It means a lot to me. So this is my way to give back to you. Uh, for listening to the show. So thank you very much. I really mean it when I say this. Thank you so much for listening to the Ignited Firefighter podcast. Going forward, like I said, I'll be releasing episodes bi-weekly. And my main reason for that is that I want to dive deeper into active application of the topics that I share, just like the Zoom meeting that I mentioned. So if you're looking to be a part of this growing community, join the Ignited Firefighter podcast community on Facebook by clicking the link in the show notes or doing a quick search on Facebook. Join the group, become a part of the movement, contribute to the conversation, and take what you need while giving what you can. Until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.